What is up, my friends? We are here on another episode of Level After Next podcast, where every week we're going to be your accountability. We're going to give you the inspiration. We're going to hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And at the end, you're going to have every desire to go forth and slay. So let's do this. What is up, my friends? It is Katie Barnett here. As entrepreneurs, we go through these seasons and cycles and... I am always up for a wild shift. So, you know, I'm loud. I'm a loud person. I like to speak my truth. And so I'm here today with kind of a different, a different call and a different, uh, different podcast than you're used to. I have so many people lined up for interviews that it's almost overwhelming. And I, I never know what is going to be the most resonating. Uh, it's really interesting interviewing all these different people and not exactly knowing, <laughs> not knowing them before getting on the phone with them. I wanted this to be simply a an interview podcast, but I also am so thankful every time I get to meet someone new. So I hope that's bringing good to you, but I also want to know how I can serve you better. Do you like having these people on? Do you want to learn from them all? Do you want more of me just talking about random BS? Uh, I'm here for it. I want to know. And in the show notes, you can always find a uh, form to fill out. I'd love your input. I'd love to hear what's helping you, what resonates, what is beneficial. Today, like I said, is going to be a little bit different. I am going to share a little bit of my story. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't want to call it my story, but a little bit of what's happening in my business and kind of where I how I got here. Uh, Level After Next is my company and what I do is I get to consult with other entrepreneurs businesses. I have such an incredible network now and it kind of dawned on me and like any great idea, it evolved over time. I didn't know what Level After Next was going to be. I always knew I wanted a podcast. I really just want a radio show, but nobody is hiring me for that yet. Um, I always knew I wanted to do a podcast. I always knew that I wanted to lead outside of a team uh, as many as I could, and I wanted to encourage and inspire. And I've always wanted that. That's why I went into teaching. It's why I loved teaching high schoolers. It's why I loved teaching in college. I, I didn't know how I would do it or if it was like a real thing I could achieve. And so that is why I constantly throughout these podcasts talking with everyone, what I really want to know is like, how do we let people know it's okay to dream? It's okay to go back to their dreams. It's okay to create new dreams. How do we get people to know that this is for them? And that's my, that is my biggest goal is just for anyone and everyone to understand that it's okay for you to change boats. <laughs> Is that the right term? <laughs> Go down the path undiscovered. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm tired. I want everyone to know that they can uh, take control of their lives, that they can dream bigger, that they can achieve things, and that this, this story of success that everybody seems to be talking about is for you. So what you may not know is that 
I have been in network marketing since July of 2017. And it was a total accident. Uh, It was not a plan to become a six-figure earner and be successful. Prior to that, I had created a business called Chico Chalk and Calligraphy. I mean, Chico, that's what I did. Chalk and Calligraphy. It's a really, really specific name. In that, I was creating signs and decor for weddings and baby showers and homes, sometimes businesses. And I loved it. I loved it. But I will tell you this. Um, it took a lot of time. And I started it when my youngest was a baby. And I realized, you know, this whole chalk thing was getting popular. And I made him a sign for his first birthday. It turned out adorable. And I was like, I can do this better than all the other people out there. I've always had an ability when it comes to art, like I'm not super creative, but I can look at anything and draw it. And it's so funny when as a mom, you start to see those things come out in your children. Georgia is incredibly creative. She's always been able to just like write songs off the top of her head since she was little. My boys are able to look at things and draw them super well. And um, so it's just neat when you start to see these different things come out and and these crazy abilities handed down. My mom is where I get my my artistic ability where we can just look at anything and we can recreate it. And so I've always done that. I used to do big signs in high school and and all of that. And so I started this business. It was really fun. Um, It was rewarding, but (laughs) I have ADHD. So I really function in high stress, like deadlines, basically. And so there was a lot of, it would take hours, hours and hours and hours. I was actually watching a video last night and it was a time-lapse And it was just incredible how much time and effort went into each and every sign. And so because of that, at first, I wasn't charging near enough. Then my brother, who is an actual genius, which is where Jeremiah gets it. He has the same brain. It's terrifying, but amazing. Um, He's he's a genius. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. And he's an incredible fire captain as well. But he um, helped me figure out kind of how I could determine my pricing. And it had to be high because I had little babies and I was creating these signs from scratch. There was no stencils. There was no nothing, just me looking at a picture and sketching it and then painting it. Um, and I was creating these signs and they were taking up all of my nap times. They were, I was staying up all night long, sometimes like literally all night long to create them. And even if I had done that, like spread out, I was, it was still going to take that much time and that much effort. And I loved it. I loved creating these. I loved creating things that people loved and that they were going to treasure. But what happened was, you know, Etsy got wind of this cool trend going on. Right. And that's great. Like it was great. I was like, cool. Uh, And you can just, you can just order some of this stuff. online. You can get a, you can get a stencil, you can have it made, you can go you can get real spiffy and go into, you know, whatever Photoshop and and make it yourself and then copy it. And so people were paying me money to create these, and sometimes like for a wedding it was a seating chart and that would take me so long. 
people think that because it's a seating chart, it would be easy. Well, no, like that was actually far more complicated for me than, um, I mean, if you've ever created a seating chart, you know how complicated that is. Now, now to have to put that and space it on with different fonts to make it look pretty on a board, like that was one of my most expensive things that I could do. And I'm looking at this and I'm charging someone $1,200 for a seating chart when what are they going to do with it? They're not going to hang it in their living room, right? They can go on Etsy and order it. You know, I started kind of turning people away or telling them different easier ways to get this done for not very much money at all. And because I didn't feel good (laughs) taking their money and it wasn't worthwhile to me to create something for someone, even if I was getting paid, it just didn't make sense to me. So I tell you that story because to me, it it was about integrity. (laughs) And even if people were willing to pay me for that, and I get that I'm not a great, clearly I'm not the best businesswoman because I could have kept doing that. I could have charged tons of money. People will still pay for it. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. I know that I was good at what I did, but don't pay $1,200 for a seating chart. Like people don't even need that. Nobody needs that. It's not that cool. Nobody's going to take a picture next to it. You're not going to hang it in your bedroom. It's weird. Um, (laughs) So at that point, I kind of was like, you know, this is taking up so much time. It's taking me away from my kids. While yes, I'm proud of what I, what I do. And I, I love that I can do this. I don't think I should anymore. And so I kind of just started letting that go. Although I will tell you that every now and then people reach out to me and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it's been a while. I might be, I might be able to turn people down now, but uh, it was more about the fact that there were easier ways to get these things. And if you want me to create a piece of art for you, I could, but uh, is it really something that we, you want to keep forever? Cause otherwise it's not, it's not worth it. So I kind of had let that slide. We had just purchased our first home. Well, no, it wasn't our first home. We just sold our first home. We were building and moving into our next home. And we had a new baby. It was a wild year. And um, I, we were, I'm not going to say, we weren't like going to die or anything, but we bought our dream home. We built our dream home and we put everything we possibly could into it. So we were just getting by, just getting by. And it was about eight months into having lived here. And well, no, my son, sorry, I'm going to have to cut this out. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't even know if I have the energy to edit right now. So maybe it's just all going up there. Um, Let's see. It was July. So we had moved in in February. My son was born in October. So you can go ahead and do the math for that if you care. Um, In July, I had been talking to one of my best friends. I've known her since I was five years old. We are still best friends forever and ever. And she had always talked to me about doing a side hustle with her, right? The side hustle. Um, She was in network marketing. She had been with a number of different companies. We loved her products. Like every time that she had a different product, we bought them. We loved it. We supported her. So she was selling a new product and it was different. It wasn't makeup. It wasn't, it was, it was different and it was new. And it seemed like it was going to be fitting for me because my son had been sick And, um, I had this moment where my neighbor came into the house. We had a glass table 
some, some people are gonna be like, oh, I've heard this story so many times. Um, <laughs> some, some others are like, you're a network marketing. Ew. <laughs> it's okay. I'm here for it. I can handle it. Um, I had this glass top table and it's a mess. If you have glass on any of your tables, you know, it just looks like crap all the time. You have to clean it constantly. So I had this table, my neighbor came in and she was like, Oh, your house smells so clean. Well, I just cleaned it with Windex and I'm like, my house is not clean. I just cleaned that table, but it just like struck me like that's disgusting. Like, no, I just sprayed chemicals all over everything. And my son had had RSV. He had already had one trip to the ER in an ambulance. It was terrifying. Um, so when she was selling something that was going to limit the amount of toxic chemicals and cleaning agents that I had to use in my home, I was all for it. Long story short, it was a hard decision for me to make because I didn't want to ever be in network marketing. Can you relate? Like, icky, huh? But I love her. And... This product was great. It was wonderful. And so I had I I signed up for a discount because I wasn't I wasn't intending to do much with it, but I knew I had to sell a requirement in order to not have to pay $200 for the free kit that wasn't free. Um <laughs> to get the kit for free. So I had a certain amount of time to do that. I had to do it because I was going to end up in big trouble if we had to owe $200. So I earned that for free. I asked a bunch of friends to host parties. They did. I was running everything online. So while my kids were around and running around me and in preschool, um, I was still able to do this. I was selling stuff. And not just that, but I had a lot of people wanting to do what I was doing, which was wild to me. But it was different because at the time, not a lot of network marketing companies were being sold online. Not a lot of parties, quote unquote, were being, they weren't online. And so um, this was kind of cool. And I was excited that I got to share it with people and that they wanted to do it as well. And so my team grew really quickly. I, um, I really did not resonate with the community that we were originally in. Um, not that they weren't good people. They were, but I just was like, nope, this is not, uh-uh, I'm going to do this my way. Um, I'm not, I'm certainly, there was a lot of like rule following. I'm not into that. I was actually talking with one of my leaders the other day and she was like, it's discipline. And I was like, I hate discipline. <laughs> I hate it. Don't tell me what to do. And so I, it was a lot of like, I don't know. I was like, dude, no, I, I did this. This is my business, right? Like, I don't want to listen to what you're going to tell me I have to do and not do and whatever. So I just kind of immediately separated myself from that. And I was like, Lacey, like, let's create our own group and let's, let's, this is going to be awesome. Like, we're all just going to be together and we're going to support each other and learn from each other. And that is exactly what we did. We had a large team growing very quickly and we just loved each other. And I was beyond, I couldn't even believe that all of a sudden we had this group. I didn't see myself as anybody's leader, better, worse. Like it was just, we were just a community and we loved each other and we were all kind of in the same phase of life and we all needed to be able to work from home. And we all needed to be able to make a little bit of extra money. And this was giving us that while we were sharing products that we really did love. I still love them. I still use them. So I grew really fast and 
our team continued to grow. And it's just very interesting in different businesses. And I don't know a lot of other businesses. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I do know a lot about the industry at this point. And I became kind of the person who taught others how to do in-home parties. Or not in-home parties. Not in I did not. I hated in-home parties. I was like, the second I got in front of people uh, sitting on a couch, I was like, and now I, I feel like a salesperson. Where online, I could be like, just sharing, just talking. And for me, that was where how I showed up the most authentic and why people were willing to listen to what I had to say and see that these products really worked. I grew very fast. I went to conferences and had no idea that I would be getting awards. I didn't even know that what I was doing wasn't normal as far as the growth on my team and the promotions. Early on, though, Lacey and I were really moving up together and we were hitting like a really big promotion. We were only about eight months in and we were both going to hit the same title at the same time, which I thought was incredible and exciting. It was like what we'd always dreamed of, right? And what ended up happening was, and we had no idea that this was coming. The morning after we promoted, we went back to our numbers. And the way that it worked was that you had to have a certain number of people in your organization, both those that you had personally sponsored and then those in your entire organization. You had to have certain numbers of them submit or sell or purchase a certain amount, right? So in this case, it was $250. And it wasn't about how much volume there was. It was about how many in both of these pieces of your organization were engaged. So that meant a lot of like reminding people that they needed, you know, don't lose your discount. And at this point, I still have I don't know anything about anything. Everything that is that I'm being taught, everything that I'm doing, I feel is just what it is in every business and this is what makes sense and this is what everybody knows to be right and true and and what it is. So you have to connect with kind of everybody in your team and say like, "Hey, this is the month for you to buy this or sell it or share your discount or use your discount." And even that, it felt, I didn't get it, but it became what it was, what I had to do, what was normal and what I thought everybody did in every business, I guess. I don't know. I can't explain it. I I just did what it was because I was, I thought it was normal. I thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was good. I don't know. Is that, am I making sense to anybody? Like, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. It honestly doesn't. But it it was just what I did. And so we promoted, both of us, big title, fancy jacket, recognition coming, all that. And uh, the next morning, we look at our back offices, and my best friend, who I had chosen to do this with, who was like my whole reason for even considering anything close to it, right? She lost my entire organization. So she had just promoted, but because of the way that things are set up, once we both promoted to this level, since she was not technically above me, she no longer had, she could no longer promote with my numbers. And I look back, there was, you know, when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader 
I was a cheerleader. Just another reason to hate me, right? <laughs> Senior year, they decide, they brought in a new cheerleading coach who had, she really didn't have any right being a cheerleading coach. She obviously had past trauma and she had issues. And anyways, long story short, she decided to take the varsity cheerleading squad from 18 down to nine. On top of that, she decided to have two new people make the team. So what that meant is that you had around and and there had to be and half of them had to be juniors, right? So you have a huge number of seniors trying out for this squad and you you know that only 5 of them are going to make it. And two of those 5 are going to be people who have never been cheerleaders before. So what that meant was that girls who had spent their entire high school career cheerleading that was their sport. That was their thing. We were their people. You had a number of them who weren't going to make the cheerleading squad. And it was just really awful. It was a bad choice. It was a horrible thing. And one of my best friends didn't make the squad. And I remember like walking to see who made it and thinking to myself, like, and I think I even said something like, we're just going to walk out. If you don't make it, we're just going to walk out. And she didn't make it. And honestly, now it would have been a, a lawsuit for real, but it wasn't. She wasn't the only one who didn't make it. But to this day, I wish that I would have just been, I wish that we would have taken a stand against that because it's just so stupid. Why? Like the, Why? Why cut these girls whose entire high school career was cheerleading? And you're going to take that away from them in their senior year. And I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I've apologized to her enough. I don't know if I've apologized to her for that this year. I didn't leave. Ah, I'm going to (laughs) cry. It's just wrong. Like, how wrong is that? And so when Lacey lost our downline our downline, like our team, when she lost that, like I should have been done, but I was already in like a, I was already in it. And we had this team and I loved them and I was making money and it was, there were a lot of signs that, um, this wasn't the right thing. And I ignored plenty of them, but that one was one that I really wish I hadn't ignored. It was shortly after that that she said to me, Katie, do you know how bad this comp plan sucks? (laughs) I did not know what a comp plan was. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I wish I had. So a lot of times I talk about comp plans and I talk about knowing comp plans because when I don't understand something that is actually very important, I make it my job to understand them. And um, so I didn't quit for a while. (laughs) I went two more years and Lacey kind of was in and out. We've always been best friends. We'll always be best friends. But it was, it was sad for me to not see her getting to succeed. And I guess I didn't really I didn't take enough. I don't know. I didn't. I, I think I just was wrapped up in it all. Two years ago, I left that company and 
a lot of things ensued between that and when I decided to leave. And when I left, I, I left with integrity, but I left my team in the dust because I wasn't allowed to say what I had seen, what I had felt, because it would have gone against a contract that I did not understand I was signing when I really just wanted a discount and to earn some products for free. And so if you follow me on social, if you've checked out my blog, you'll see that a lot of things are kind of focused around this. And it's because I was served with scary papers from a law office saying that, you know, I was going to be, I was in breach of contract. I was in breach of contract just for leaving and deciding to do something different. And I would be in further brief of breach of contract if I basically did anything like it's very thorough. And I had no idea that I was signing it. So I'm sharing kind of what that is because one, it's really important to understand why I left and that I'm sorry for the hurt and confusion that was caused, especially for those who didn't feel like they could reach out to me because I wasn't allowed to reach out. And that's, that's so stupid because I, I don't do things that I'm, (laughs) I don't do what I'm told, but I did because I didn't have the bandwidth at that time in my life to face anything else, especially not a lawsuit from a large company. I didn't want to do anything that was wrong. I didn't want to do anything that would hurt other people. I didn't want to take business from anyone. I just needed to do business differently. And I no longer felt good about the way that I had to lead there. It is exhausting to have to, rather than share great products with people, feel more concerned about getting a bunch of individual people to order something that they weren't planning on ordering. Otherwise, they would have just bought it, right? Having to worry about whether I was going to get paid based on if a bunch of individuals spent money that they didn't feel like spending that month. And I thought it was normal. I thought it was what was supposed to happen. I had no idea that it could be different. And when I recognized it, when I finally could see it for what it was, and when I could see what I was doing to try and help keep, like, not help, encourage people to continue (laughs) with buying with their discount or I mean, we would put it a bunch of different ways, but essentially people just use their discount to buy, or in some cases, other people on the team would buy from them. I mean, that's not supposed to be allowed, but listen, it happened. And I know I'm not the only team that it happened on. It was not real. And I not only was going to continue asking people (laughs) to spend money so that I could hit numbers, But I wasn't going to continue encouraging people to want to get to the place where I was because it wasn't fun, it was no longer rewarding, and it felt like a whole lot of bullshit, if I'm being completely honest. What wasn't bullshit was the incredible and beautiful team and the community that we had. 
So there's a couple of things that I'm going to continue to drive home when it comes to network marketing. It is one, stop putting your social security number down to get a discount somewhere. That is serious. I had no idea I was going to be good at what I was doing. I had no intention of creating a business, a team, a future, an income that was going to change my family's life. I had no idea. Guess what? Nobody does. Nobody's like, yeah, I'm going to sign up and sell these oils and become a millionaire. Nobody's doing that unless it's their third time with a business and they're like, oh, wow, I can do this. Yeah, I'm going to sign that contract and this is how I'm going to do it. Nobody gets into network marketing going, I'm going to be a huge success. I'm going to have a podcast. Like, no. They sign up for a discount. And guess what? You're signing a freaking contract. A con- like, a, look at... A, a, I'll get this thing out. You would not believe how big it is, how thick it is, how much I wrote off of my life if I ever wanted to do anything different and I wanted a mop. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's businesses. I'm not trying to hurt my past company. God, I wouldn't be where I was without them. But something is wrong. Something is so wrong. I didn't even know what contract these people were signing. When they just wanted a discount and thought maybe they could run a couple of parties. I had five people in my neighborhood, people who I freaking love and look in the eye every day, sign up, sign that same contract. God forbid they had decided to go huge with that business and then realize it wasn't right for them. I had them sign a contract with legal implications. We, since when are we not responsible for this? Since when? It is not one company. It's so many companies. Yeah, I'm still in direct sales. I am. But guess what? When somebody comes to me now and they're like, Katie, these products seem really great. Should I sign up for the discount? I say, no, please don't. (laughs) If you want to run a business, sure. Let's talk about it. But no. You can get a discount. Same discount I get. That's healthy. That is healthy shit. I do not at all. I go to my team and I'm like, how can I help? (laughs) Oh, I did a post on Facebook where I asked everybody what show to watch and they told me to turn on to start watching New Amsterdam. And um, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. The people who are like obsessed with it, I don't really get it, but but I also do love... I do love a show about good people. And that is essentially what this is. And the tagline is always the motto. How can I help? And I get to actually help people succeed for them. Because I don't need individuals to do anything for me. There is so much more that went into this. And the amount of time and effort and money I spent in that company, free trainings aside was not worth the income I was making. And it was high. It was up there. I was a six-figure earner. It wasn't worth it. It was a lot. And it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it was. Even in, the, in it, I thought that it was fulfilling, but it wasn't. Looking back, it wasn't. Hindsight, right? Am I thankful for it? Absolutely. The people, oh my gosh, the people were amazing. They weren't amazing to me after I left. What is that? What is that? They weren't amazing to me after I left. Um, 
this is something that happens in so many different companies, you guys. I haven't seen it happen once in the business that I'm in now. We all kind of like just know that we have a good thing, a great thing, like an incredible thing. I know that if somebody wants to come and listen and learn about it, that it's not hard to see how amazing it is. It speaks for itself. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to put this into words and I want you to really think about, just think about it. If you're in a place where people tell you what to believe and you just believe it, without asking questions, you believe it all to be true. If you're in a place where you're a family, a community, but if you start to do, think, want different, you are shunned. If you're in a place where when you start to feel unhappy, question things, you're told it's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. Just keep doing what you do. I don't know that that is a healthy situation. Network marketing is a beautiful thing. It has been around for a long time. It has helped people grow businesses. It has encouraged people to do bigger things for themselves and their family. And no matter what kind of business you're in, if you are happy and you enjoy it, that is great. But for Christ's sake, if you are in a company and somebody decides that it's not for them anymore and your response is to hate them for that, if you're told to hate them for that, if you're told to not buy anything from them, Block them on social media. Never listen to anything that they have to say that they are a liar despite your experience with them being positive and good. I just encourage you to think for yourself. I want everybody in this industry to do better because it can be so incredible. There are a lot of companies that cannot change. They can improve. I mean, like, I think that it should not be okay that we have people sign a seriously dangerous act without any knowledge or understanding of what could happen if they are successful and they decide that this isn't the place for them anymore. So I implore leaders to do better there. And you can. For me, it's very easy because I am not desperate And it's not because I have so many people signing up with me. It's because my business is not dependent on me signing up unknowing people for a discount. I can grow a solid business through my customers or through team in both. There are healthy ways to do this business. If you are in a place of scarcity and desperation and it's okay for you to turn around and sell some unknowing individual at the baseball tryouts on your business and you think it's no big deal for them to put a social security number down and sign a contract and hopefully hopefully they'll use the discount best case scenario they'll be really good at this right like that's the goal everybody everybody's like yeah i wanted a discount and then i was successful we got to do better we got to do better companies need to do better absolutely The industry needs to do better, absolutely. At the very least, we have to stop shaming people for making personal decisions. I mean, 
I'm so shunned that people aren't even allowed to admit that they've talked to me and I have a beautiful business opportunity for them, one that has allowed me to grow so far outside. I am not some person covering like who I'm not. I'm not a product. I don't I never wanted to be a product. That's what a network marketing business should do for you is help you achieve the bigger goals. Diversify. Bring support into your family and be healthy. Be healthy. If you want a discount, go to Costco. Ah! Anyways, I am on a tangent and I am not trying to bring anybody into anything that I'm doing whatsoever. What I do want is for people to start doing better. Start doing better. Be an individual and look objectively at what you are actually doing. Go read some Lincoln quotes and decide what leadership is to you and then determine if you feel that you are living that out as a leader. And I'm not saying you're not. I am saying if you are a leader, do right by yourself and the people who follow you, quote unquote, and look objectively at what you're doing, what you're encouraging, what you want. Because right now, when I have a team member who says like, oh my gosh, this girl's really interested in the business. And I'm like, that is amazing. That's so exciting. I'm not thinking, sign her up, sign her up, sign her up. I'm like, have a conversation. Like, I can't wait to hear where this conversation goes. People don't sign up for this without knowing that they're starting a business. And then the systems are there so anybody can succeed. I'm not dragging anyone and I never will ever again. Ever. And guess what? I will always offer my community. And I will also always offer my leadership and it will always be free. I'm sad for the people who I lost. I'm sad for the ugliness that I have seen. I'm sad for the people who never even got a chance to understand why I left because they were told so many horrible things about me and the business that I went to that is just a good business. I don't, I don't, I'm not sad for like, I didn't lose anything. Some respect for an industry. I lost, I mean, I'm sure people might have lost respect for me, but their version of respect is not, it's not up to date. I am not angry. I'm heartbroken. I'm, I have an ick feeling over what I thought was good and normal and right. And it wasn't. I wish I had quit cheerleading and I wish I had been done when my best friend and the only reason that I even got into this lost everything because I promoted with her. She built that team as much as I did. I won't make you listen to me anymore. I didn't know I was going to cry. I didn't know I was going to cuss and I didn't know I was going to scream. A lot of people are like, Katie, why are you doing this? I'm not, I, because I deserve to be able to. Because I deserve to be able to from the beginning. Because, because I believe in a better way. Because I want to see people succeed. I'm doing it because I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't want to take the food off of anybody's table. The exact opposite of that. There will be more. I'm here for the questions. Ask the questions. I plan on answering them all. I don't care what you do with your life. What I do care is that you feel good about it. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to go after the dreams. 
I want you to give yourself permission to be like, yeah, no, this isn't working for me anymore. Even though like somebody else tells you, yeah, no, it's going to work again. It's okay to be like, yeah, no, it's not working for me. That's okay. It's allowed. Thank you for listening. I'm going to leave it here. And um, I love you. I mean it. I'm passionate. I'm just passionate. And I wish we didn't have to go through the hard stuff to learn the lessons sometimes. But it's, it's always the best way to do it, right? All right. Go out there. Be good to people. Be good to yourself. All right. There it is there. Thank you so much for joining us today on Level After Next podcast. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Or if you really don't want to have any FOMO, head over to levelafternext.org where you can catch up with all the things. Peace out. <laughs>